What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, gig economy news and interviews, sponsored by Para and ParaWorks. I'm your host, SJ. It's time to get it on. What's up, everybody? Has anybody seen Gary? Gary's missing. Yeah, where, where we're trying he? to find him. We need a. He I needs to load, wear a red and white Gary. striped shirt so we can say, "Where's Waldo? Where's Gary?" I just want to let low jack him. I want to like put like a chip in him so we can locate him. <laughs> he likes technology so much he probably won't care. Um, but what's up, Hannibal? What's up, John? What's up, Kim? How are you guys? I'm good. good. I'm good, man. After tonight, I'll probably crash hard because I've been since Monday at this podcast convention, largest one in the world, too. Wow! Uh, yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool, dude. I met everybody from Spotify, our iHeartRadio, uh, YouTube team, all the podcasting teams, SiriusXM, uh, just everybody. And I mean, CEOs, CFOs, everybody was there. So oh, nice. it, was, uh, it was cool. It was a lot, it was very cool. And a lot of uh, uh, random niche uh, podcasting stuff. But I learned a lot of tricks, too. And I learned a lot of stuff about YouTube to podcast and vice versa. So if you're doing YouTube, you should be podcasting. And if you're podcasting, yeah. you absolutely should be on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube has really pushed the podcasting the last couple of months. They really want that that market share as well. So, so, there's, so there's four companies that evaluate uh where the where people are watching from around the world on or listening to podcasts yeah. and it they described it today as three stages that there was the stage of like when everything was starting that was the longest stage then there was the when spotify came around they let you do like a video or an audio but people weren't really catching on to it yet and now uh in the last six months and it's a big jump too but youtube is now uh, worldwide, the most used platform for audio podcasts. Wow, that's interesting. Considering I'm assuming, I'm assuming not everyone is using YouTube Premium. So yeah, when you, turn, they, you, know, when, when you click off, yeah, the video stops, right? I mean, not for me. I actually pay for YouTube Premium, but I'm wondering uh, when you do a podcast, are you allowed to keep it on? Like, does YouTube? Well, it does like, like categorize it separately. Well, so that's a good question. They yeah. also did do an update though to YouTube. Like I can minimize, like yeah, I can go yeah. to another screen and like my screen. And then just still push the and push the screen aside, and it still and plays. It still, yeah, it still oh, plays. Okay. So okay, that, that, that one upgrade YouTube has done in like this past year, and it really helps with like driving. I listen a lot more to YouTube now because Which, of that. yeah, definitely. The one stat that the other stat I'll share because I thought it was really kind of odd was that. Uh, so they used only 25. There weren't like a ton of metrics here, but 
podcast listeners who are not listening through an audio podcast player or through, you know, a catcher or any of those kind of things, the the people who are listening through just Spotify and YouTube, which is a big percentage, um, is if you're over 25 years old, 80% of the people over 25 listen or use YouTube to listen. 90% of 25 and younger use Spotify. Was it, does that mean I just found it interesting? Young, does I don't that know. mean I'm a young old person because I listen to Spotify? <laughs> Same here, Kim. No, it would make yeah, you a I young person. Too. I guess like That's we're old. Like I'm I guess like, I guess YouTube, I guess YouTube is for old people, but they also considered old over 25. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> I mean, well, that's what I, I mean. That's I mean, that's what I'm saying. There weren't other metrics. It wasn't like, hey, up to 25, so this, this obviously 25 to 35, 35. It was just 25 and over and 25 and under. Because that's so the if you're over 40. Does that mean you're ancient at that point? I don't this know. Your dead third books. That's when I threw my stuff and left. And I, was like, I thought the, the what they called it the key demo was always. <laughs> Like eighteen to thirty—that's what I thought, right? There were other, there were a ton of other metrics they used, but for that one specific thing, when they were talking about just YouTube and Spotify, they wanted to give—I think they were trying to give creators and podcasters an idea of what is your market. If it, because if it's under twenty-five, you should be targeting Spotify more. Yeah, Uh, Donna. Donna should. uh, She says she likes uh, iHeartRadio. they're kind of all very similar, but it really depends on like I like Spotify because that was the first one I got. And then there's other ones yeah. that are probably even better. And I'm like, well, I'm already I'm already got this. I'm whatever. Once you have a <laughs> you library, it's hard to like, you know, I don't want to rebuild that somewhere else. Right. The algorithm the algorithm kind of knows what I like to listen to. I'm like, oh whatever. It's, it's yeah. fine. I feel like though Spotify is a little bit more user friendly than iHeartRadio. At least like at least that's what I feel like. Maybe it's because I'm more familiar with Spotify and then like, I feel like I've been with Spotify forever, but I feel like whenever I hop over to like iHeartRadio, I'm like, eh, yeah, it, it <laughs> yeah, they try and iHeartRadio tries to shove, and I don't mean this meme, but um, they try and take a lot of your more independent radio stations from around the country that yeah. play like maybe like not maybe some mainstream, but uh, you know, whatever in your city plays a little offbeat mainstream type stuff and newer stuff. That's who they try and work with. So I think they're trying to shove other things down your throat. Like, hey, you'll like this. You're like, just get out of my face. <laughs> you know, but they do. Because like like Hannibal was saying, like, good suggestions come in on, on the things I listen to, too. But not when I get into our iHeartRadio. It's like, I, I think I, you know, I, I keep them all just to make sure my podcast gets in there. But when I go in there, I'm subscribed to, like, who I'm subscribed to. But then I'll see, like, the worst recommendations nothing i'm interested in at all yeah <laughs> i can tell they're just trying to shove it down my throat um but yeah i mean that's uh that was i don't know i thought that was pretty uh interesting because there was a lot of incorporation about like you know like the now podcasts are video too and that kind of that threw me a bit because even on my youtube page i i don't know if you guys are aware of this but i have a, a like in my tabs i have podcasts I never created podcast folders, but it has three in there for me. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, all, auto, auto cat. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, what, like it did driver nation driver nation never had the word podcast in it. 
Why did it like decide, hey, all these are a podcast? I think it's the talking head style over 30 minutes or probably some time period. There's some algorithm for it. Yeah. Yeah. If there's there's three men talking a lot, it probably, this must be a podcast, right? (laughs) (laughs) This is not. (laughs) For half an hour, it's a podcast. Yeah. The reason I mentioned it's because it's very simple with other podcasts, with an audio podcast. If you're not on a, like, if somebody were to say, hey, I didn't see you on Audacity. I can go to Audacity. It might take however long, seven to 10 business days, who knows, but I can give them my RSS feed and they'll make sure that I'm on the player. All you need is that RSS feed. Here it is. And they can populate the whole thing. But YouTube doesn't accept RSS feeds, which is weird. So you think, it's, you it's, think that's a, that's something on purpose or they will eventually will have that. No, because I think that if, I mean, if they did that, look at, I mean, with me alone, YouTube, and I know they don't care about the storage, but they'd have to bring in what the, so the minute like an RSS feed hits with the audio player, it just kind of most, a lot of the catchers just redirect it to me to get it. But like if, okay, so if the RSS feed was populating YouTube, that means that tonight it would start populating all 257 that I've done. And because it can't play them in a stream from another location, it would actually have to import everything. Right. Okay. So I think that they're just trying to, I think they're, they're, they're working together. All these companies are, were like Stitcher went out of business, two companies merged. There were things happening that, that were uh, very interesting there, you know? Uh, But yeah, um, had a great time, learned a ton, met a ton of people. Uh, It was one, it was definitely, I would say this, it was definitely, something that i absolutely would go back to jason terry's been twice uh i've been now to just this one it's the largest one in the world they do it every august and next august uh was they announce it the last day which was today for the next year so next august is washington dc well that's cool yeah so uh anyway um yeah that was that was my story with that um so uh, let's, I guess let's jump off with a, first let me say hi to the chat here real quick. Cause I got this ready, but what's up, Tommy? What's up, Gigwise? What's up, Chris Taylor? What's up, uh, Carnifage? What's up, Rick? Uh, what's up, Derek? Uh, Gagan? Hi, Donna. Oh, wait, Donna. So Donna's kind of a locator for uh, uh, Gary for us. <laughs> So Ga- she better Donna's be a locator alive. of Gary. Well, Gary must be alive. <laughs> so Gary's alive. We're good. <laughs> At least we know he's alive. Thank you, Nana. Um, what's up, Thomas Mathis? Uh, yeah. What's up, Cody C? And I hope I got everybody, but we'll jump in. Um, so I know, I think we talked about this last week. I know I talked about it on Monday before the decision came in. Uh and I know there were a couple people that you guys might already know, but there were a couple people who weren't agreeing with what I was saying was going to happen. And I'm not trying to brag, but it exactly happened how I said it was going to happen. <laughs> um, this Minneapolis mayor uh, did veto uh, a day early, in fact, um, wow. the, the minimum wage for Uber Lyft. So that's done. That's I mean, that would be a whole nother session after elections. So that's going, that's now going nowhere. And uh, that's too bad. You know, I, 
but I feel like, I, I don't know. I, I know we talked about it, but I wanted to see what you guys thought. I feel when the, when the, <laughs> when you get your, your, um, house of representatives and you get your state congress together and they are like dealing with real heavy stuff and you talk about this issue and they come to a conclusion to pass it but the governor of the state vetoes it how do you guys feel about that going down an entire level because it, it went from that to city council in minneapolis and the mayor so the mayor isn't the governor and city council is not congress in the house i mean like to me, if I'm in Congress or the House or the governor, I take that as a real slap. Like, dude, we just hashed this out on the on the big level. You guys shouldn't like be going, well, we don't like your decision. I, I just I felt like the governor saying more research was needed was because partially, like I said, I don't like bills attached or numbers attached to these bills, like the dollar forty. Trust me, I mean Sergio had proposed, you know, would you what you wouldn't take that money if you could? Yeah, but it's a dollar forty. Um, okay, it's a dollar forty uh, a mile, and it's fifty-one cents a minute was what they were proposing. So I want to, and this is for active time. I want to, I want to propose something to you guys. So if I, by the way, like it's ten cents in my market for for time or whatever. So if I were to pull up to a house and the person said, "Hey, we're waiting on somebody." Uh, the, they're going to be an hour. I would st I would be able to turn my car off and make $30 just sitting there. Now, if the person called me and said, I need to go uh, 60 miles to the mini, uh, to the Twin Cities airport and, or set, let's say 70 miles, 70 miles, it's going to take an hour to the Twin Cities airport. Okay, so 70 um, at $1.40, that's going to be nine. That, that's going to be $98 plus another 30 because of the per minute for the hour. So $128 would, is what you'd get paid for an airplane, for an airport ride that took an hour. Mm -hmm. I'm all for that. Again, I wouldn't send the money back, but I don't see how that was a, I don't know. But to me, that's like, doc, again, like to left doctor pay you guys. I I'm looking through, uh, you know, his, uh, I guess Jacob Fry is the mayor. Uh, he vetoed the bill, but then they also said that they he sec quote unquote secured a, a commitment with Uber to pay the drivers fifteen dollars and nineteen cents an hour for time right, spent. Which... So, but also, but not not with Lyft. So only Uber. He didn't, he didn't negotiate this deal. Well, with because Lyft. The, even Lyft I mean do? here. Here's my thing, Hannibal, and you should know this as good as anybody being in New York City, that when it comes time to that going into place, do you think Uber's going to pay it? Or do you think they'll go, never mind, we're just going to sue you instead? And I'm not kidding. I'm being dead <laughs> honest. Um, I think, because like you said, or at least they did this just so it saved, everyone saves face to a certain extent. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's there's no there's no way to to put them to force them to do it it's just as a deal in place like it's not a law i could just could, like i said times are hard right now we we can't do it yeah we can at any time right and it, guys trust me i'm not you know i'm not like i you guys know me i do not go in the back for uber here but i'm just saying like that's asking a lot to ask them to pay you 128 dollars 
And I know I see Gigan says it's something about airport won't count, but okay, so let's take the airport out. Just a 60 mile ride or a 70 no, mile I, ride. That shouldn't be that much money. I'm gonna be honest, it shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, do you know how much they'd have to be charging the customer? Because yeah, I mean, if, if it was fair, they'd be charging like a 10% or 15% finder's fee or just platform fee or 20% tops, but we know they don't. They're going to take two times. Per mile, they don't get one or the other. That's interesting. See, no, they get, if, don't they get both? I think they get, the way that it's written, I believe they get both, like you stated. Yeah, but of course they, they get. They only got one, but didn't get the other. Rideshare's always been you get both. But no, but I mean, like in a hypothetical world with this uh, this bill, if they redid it, do you think that would work? See, I don't like when we had the when we had the town hall here. Why again? I I don't want any regulation, but it's coming. But I'm more about this regulation because nowhere in Stephanie's bill did it have any amount. It just talked about what's important. Hey, full transparency before I take an order. Hey, the customer gets full transparency. They see how every line item of what was what, upcharge on food, platform fee, blah, blah, and driver pay. So they start to know that drivers aren't paid anything, right? To wrongful deactivation. Stephanie didn't have any amount. It wasn't like it was even less, like a dollar a mile even. Or She knew from my talks with her, she knew to, to leave that out. Like she's like, that's not the fight right now. The fight is to be to be transparent. If if you make it about money now too, you're you're really stomping on on free enterprise. Because it, it's almost do you get like I see what she's saying. It's like two it's two separate fights. Right. It yeah. Because if you thing. lump it all together, something's gonna get lost in the mix, and then the chances of someone you know, vetoing it or just completely ignoring the bill, it's never going to happen. But if you separate it, then you concentrate on one thing at a time. And then that's how kind of things get done in favor of drivers. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah, that the, the money part is going to be harder to do than everything else. Yeah. That's to come later, I think. Well, okay. So if I'm, if I'm that person too, and I'm taking that, and so and and Hannibal's my driver. He's gonna be my driver. So he's gonna take me that hour. He's gonna make that 128. Let's just, I mean, we don't know, but what what do you think the charge to me would be from Uber? Two fifty. I was gonna say three. So okay. In that range, though, probably in that range, two seventy five. I mean, three hundred bucks for a seventy mile ride. You have to get a second job for that. I'm saying, like, dude, if you wanted to go to the airport and back, it's going to cost that alone is going to cost twice as much as your airfare. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, at that point, you might as well just fly to the airport. <laughs> fly to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> but it is interesting the, the criticism from him vetoing this because, you know, some of the council members are saying this, this, you know, he cut a backroom deal. Uh, is not a law. It is quote this. It's a pinky promise with the same corporations who have exploited drivers for years. It you know they're saying he's you know quote cave to corporate lobbying. Um, and the talk of a compromise was a stall tactic. I think it was a difficult situation for him. I think it was political. I think if he would have done this and they left, everyone would have blamed him. Why you got? Why did you? Why? Because like I said, it's possible that Uber and Lyft would have actually left the area if they did not want to pay well lyft lyft for certain already lyft is in transcript 
and everything. Uber has avoided it like the plague to say it. Lyft is set. Lyft isn't even Uber has three different things they're looking at. How much more will it cost? We'll have less cars on the road or we may leave altogether. Lyft just came out and said, we're done. Make that a law and we're gone on the first. Well, kind of go my back thing. To what... be, my thing became Lyft. You're pretty, you know, that's, that's pretty cocky for a company that might not be here on the first. <laughs> but it kind of goes back to what I said, like last week, would you want to be the political figure that is blamed for almost like a, almost like a gridlock in your own city because you now don't have transportation based off of Uber and Lyft going out of your city. Like, would you want to be the person responsible for that as a political figure and having a future career in politics? I, I don't know of a politician, honestly, who would sign off on that. Yeah. I think gigging, he was here last week talking about it in the comments. He was saying how bad, the public access to transportation is in the area. So if you've yeah. had like a type flight best in the country tra public transportation, then you could say, you know, Uber, Lyft, yeah. get, get out of here. Fine, whatever. Like either yeah. play ball with us or not. But when you barely can get people to move <laughs> in public means, then you are kind of hamstrung. You kind of stuck with Uber and Lyft. Yeah, I think a lot of the things the, the politicians in that city are saying is purely posturing, you know, going into a, obviously an election year. I mean, Hannibal lives in New York and you guys like, look, New York, when they did the rideshare thing way back, it was like $27 and some odd cents because they said that you needed to make 1686 or whatever. And they based that on $27 and some odd change because of expenses. That was per hour. Like that's a lot of expenses, but I get it. Okay. But that didn't work. Uber has twice promised and twice never never come through Uber Eats and DoorDash with the deals they've made. Like, like we were talking about, like they make deals and they just, dude, it's like that deal starts in three months and the day before it starts, they're like, we're just going to take it to court. Never mind. Changed our mind. <laughs> but it's like that whole three months, you get the whole, you get everybody like all worked up, like all these delivery drivers going, finally, you're going to take care of us. Yeah. And then there's always a new churn rate, especially in New York, I'm sure, where it's like a whole new batch of people who are hearing this story and they haven't been through three cycles of New York lying to them. Or I mean, I guess Uber and Lyft lying to them and keeping it in court. But my yeah. thing is, if I was if I was the city of New York, now again, I don't have, I would need a lot of counseling on this one doubt, but I would start saying, I mean, like I would start saying to, I don't know how you do it, but something in terms of listen if if you challenge okay let's make this deal but if you challenge it anytime after 24 hours from now we're gonna like dox you with this because there's a lot of lawsuits that cities and states can put on these companies that haven't been and i would think that even the i mean dude, new york's not their their politicians aren't stupid they know that lyft and uber or doordash lyft uber are not going to follow through on their word they've already done it 10 times so yeah. like, I don't, I mean, if now with Z 11th and they're like, no, this time we'll do it in two months. Wouldn't you just be like, no, you won't. Yeah. There won't be any backroom deals for what's going on. It's, it's going to be in a law and then they're going to have to deal with it, at least in the food delivery section. Cause it's still, I mean, going, I, think, still I, just, I, I feel like that's the same thing you were saying about Uber in Minnesota though. Like they're just like, yeah, well, we got you, dude. But I feel like it's like, no, they don't, man. And as soon as like they need to, they're gonna be like, you know what? 
we're looking into this too, just like your governor, and we don't think we need to pay that, so we're going to sue you. I mean, they even do like it should surprise nobody. If you if you're thinking if you're listening to this and and you're new, first of all, like and subscribe, please. But if you're new or or whatever, and you're catching into this, and you're like, they wouldn't do that. Well, I would I would highly recommend you look into Uber's history with Spain, the country. Um, you will find a story that, like all the, a lot of Uber stories are crazy, but that's one of the most crazy stories I've ever heard in my life. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you guys can look into that. They've been kicked out of Spain three times. There's been baseball bats, golf clubs. The taxi drivers are the hard most hardcore taxi drivers in the world are in Spain. And they literally like just this shy of killing every Uber driver they can. <laughs> so, so funny. It's not, but I mean, like literally that's how they've got them out of there twice. Wow. You know, they like block hotels. And if an Uber tries to pull around to get a guest, they like come out in front of a hotel and beat you down. <laughs> If that was Terrible. my Uber, I'd be like, man, I better not have to pay some cancel fee for this. Because <laughs> Can you cancel to your app and you get up? <laughs> I'll have to take your photo and do it right Oh, there we go. Just show them. I'll, I'll be in but, I, thought, I, I mean, the other thing, too, the EV promise, the first city in the world EV promise is New York City. All ride share, 100% by 2030 will be electric. Bullshit. Yeah, it's just people saying wild things just to say wild things. Yeah, I mean, I think cars are even staying longer on the roads. <laughs> like older cars are staying long because the a used car, I think the average price is still twenty seven thousand, like thousand, some ridiculous amount for a used car. It's like no one's buying cars. No, we're gonna just keep this, keep these cars going. Oh, how would you? How many chargers? Cars. I mean, how do you charge in New York City? I mean, like Kim, the, I know the closest charger to me, there, but... I would have to walk for, like, I have to park the car, have it to a charger, and then like walk home. So that's like maybe twenty minutes, fifteen. That's minutes. It's not close to my house. It can't be convenient because no, that's no that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, dude, also, if you live anywhere in the five boroughs, wouldn't you? Like, if you live in a nice area, you got there's probably charges. But if you live in a hood like I do, you're gonna walk. You're gonna and then we have Teslas and stuff around here. But yeah, you're gonna have it sit there and walk, do something, and come back and get it. Um, but in in low income areas, there's there's no charges. Like, what's the point? Hannibal, I have a question. Just because I haven't parked a car in New York City in years, do they ever put them in like the parking garages in New York City so that way if people come with their EV cars that they charge yeah, while some, they're in parking yeah. garages? Yeah, they have that. And then there's designated uh, spots on the sidewalks, like on the curbs, that they have, especially for EV vehicles. But sometimes they're very um, packed. Every time I drive, I always see them, someone's charging. So if you're looking for a charger, you're probably circling around looking for a place to um to do it, but they have some spots. It's still not enough. By you said twenty thirty, that's no, it's not yeah. happening. Oh, and and this, and this is like this is a governor Newsom lie, one hundred percent. Yeah, he's not going to be one hundred percent of rideshare will be electric, or else. I mean, well, here's the deal: is that if they're not if they're not to one hundred percent, they can only use the ones that are electric. My thing is, you guys don't have the infrastructure. You don't have the charging stations. You don't. You never will. Um, and like you said, Hannibal, like, like 
my neighborhood is is blue collar you know so like in my neighborhood if if i'm imagining if this were in new york most likely i'm a rideshare driver i'm not gonna have a charging station near me right no well, and, and then what happened if you have to struggle to find one now you're losing money potentially because you should be you know, fine. Yeah, I have a charging to go, which I have to do. Is the average Uber is is the average Uber driver going to be able to afford an EV car? Like I've said this before. Like we've completely jumped over the hybrid stage and went right to EV. Like I feel like we should be staying a little bit on hybrid just to get people incorporated into the electric world and then go full blown electric. We're just completely going over a step and going right to electric where as of right now, I don't think there's a lot of drivers that can afford to be completely electric, at least in my opinion. No, you're right. We don't, there's not enough. Yeah. Um, I know when I went to the New York auto show a couple of months uh, ago, all the car manufacturers were pushing EV. They all were all, most of the cars were on a lot. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure I want, you know, like I said, charging, long distance driving am i going somewhere that has a charger like, a what lot about of the hybrids you know? were they just were they not even talking about yeah. them they had a few but the, a lot of the demand especially your main brands are they were pushing it you can tell every center whatever you went to toyota you went to ford you went ev 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 so they're really pushing this on to people yeah, um, I think which is crazy because if all the people pulled the trigger on this right now there's not a way to charge them not I don't know. Much. I guess I just think of like my parents and like even my grandmother who's still around <laughs> and they're like, oh, electric what? <laughs> like, I just don't <laughs> think like, <laughs> I just don't think it's like, it's feasible. I just don't think for everybody to have this technology in now we're talking while well, we're almost at 2024 in what, three months, four months. So we're, we're talking six years away. No, I don't see it happening. No, me neither. I see this from Derek. This I, I just have to bring this up because if it was a hundred thousand, I'd have done it. But hundred and three, <laughs> a little bit over. Wait, wait. Budget. What did I say that I should be the spokesperson for Toyota? What I forget. What did I say? <laughs> yeah. What I is the tagline for Toyota? Uh, I don't know what is the tagline for Toyota. I forgot. The old one was "Oh, what a feeling." Yeah, that's way old. But I don't know if they have one anymore. Do they? They have something. They have something. Let's go play. Really? Because commercials for Toyota nowadays are just like two people talking on a beach, and at the very end, you see a car like go around a corner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, they pull up at a at at an event. They have to park right in front of there because you know that's how that's how it usually happens in the real life. Um, but yeah, tagline is "Let's go places." Yeah. Hi, Cheyenne. I just saw you were in here. How's Canada? <laughs> um. So, John, in your neighborhood, this I found this this is interesting, man. Um, I know that you guys are going to cut back a little bit. On uh, first of all, San Francisco, for those that don't know, are is really they're taking like half the autonomous out because of the what happened. So um they the fire department had had enough and they just said if you don't remove them, we will. Hmm. So they were lit. I mean, I imagine I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, but in LA there used to be a lot of pictures of 
people would like use the uh the scooters and stuff and then just throw them in the ocean or on the beach <laughs> and so they were like dragging all these ones out they were all destroyed but i was just kind of picturing that like if you don't come get these putting them in <laughs> like, <laughs> because i mean people are having sex in them now like that's a big big thing that's not it didn't that's happen once so or twice how, wait, how do we know if it was a big thing what are you talking about steve because they're all recorded and now the city has the the videos on them too and remember how we were talking about how they have like two or three long routes to get places so long like they enough. can't go a to b they gotta go, take this other way because it's the autonomous route yeah so and they only run at nights right who i we talked about this months ago come on i caught well steve you were really, you were on top of this from the very beginning <laughs> right i because i said sex and drugs are going to happen in these who's going to clean them after every ride people left to their own device that's the only thing i can say is just <laughs> right and so like there there goes the cruise two people just destroyed it like it with a with a black light you'd be like oh there might be stuff dripping so, even who knows who's the person and now you're it's your turn to get in kim here's your so ride who, who's <laughs> monitoring these videos <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, what, do mean be, what do you mean because they they don't have drivers in there but they absolutely have monitoring stations that's what they do do is watch the from the camera and the monitoring stations somebody in a call center somewhere like yeah we should stop this but uh <laughs> just stop this <laughs> well i don't know if you guys can saw you, but wait the... wait wait can you imagine if you're the monitoring system and you're like well we gotta stop we gotta stop like, the vehicle and it goes <laughs> well the police have wanted them out the fires wanted them out the mayors wanted them out this was a governor knew something he said you guys are taking them i'm getting part of the kickback you'll get a little but now the all the people, the mayor, the fire police, they're they've had it. They're going to take it into their own hands and just not even take it to court. They're just going to get them out. They said half the amount of cars will be left by next week. And then I, I saw a couple of interviews that were like, "Yeah, but you're going to need to talk to the company, go to court." And they're like, "No, no, no, we'll remove them. They will not be in the city. Period. They're a danger. Yeah. They don't work." Um, but so I found that really interesting. Because, um, first of all, there's the sex. Next is the drugs. And then, you know, like, I know that it's really reaching. But what about, like, the heroin addict who's like, dude, I don't even have a house. I'll just sleep in this thing, take the really long ride, gets out, leaves a dirty needle on the seat. Again, nobody's cleaning these in between. And so a family gets in and a kid sits on that dirty needle. Not good. I mean, again, we just all have to remember that, look, if, if there's no driver in there, you're going to, maybe not us, but a lot of people are going to feel like, dude, I can do whatever I want. All oh, that sex. Sex, so drugs, and rock and roll, fish. baby. That's what those things you They can make a whole reality show out of this. Can you imagine if someone gets like the footage and just like makes a whole reality show out of it? There it is. I would say. That's very weirdly specific. <laughs> Someone does a, a search term. Somebody's gonna do that now. Just because I said nobody do it, somebody's gonna do it. <laughs> Wait for the fake autonomous taxis to come out. So why? I to be honest, I don't even know if the taxi industry is fighting for this because they're just they're dead, Tim. They're dead. Uh, gig wise, Tim is talking about something. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> that's incredible gets it. Yeah, well, yeah, no, never mind. I don't know if I yeah. should get this, but I do get yeah, it. Yeah, you got it. Never mind. Oh, I got it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Steve got it. I'm sure he got it. <laughs> I feel like Kim there that one time when Kim had to think about something forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Kim, like, innocentness. Like, how do you get that? <laughs> you don't, you don't, you don't even need to get it. I wasn't it. getting it. <laughs> why do you get that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like, the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, in John's neck of the woods, um, where there is still autonomous, uh, every day, John, you'll know this area a little bit, so maybe you can help us with what this means. So, in the West Valley, Avondale, Goodyear, and Surprise, that is, uh, how can I describe that? West side, West way I could describe it. Is it like half of Phoenix, though? (laughs) It is the, uh, no, it's not necessarily, it's just a, well, it's more like a just a side of town. Like I would say, there's East Valley, there's like Phoenix, which would be like Central City, and then there's like West Valley. So it'd be like a third of the major part of the city, for lack of a better term. But it's still a very big, part. big area. A big part of the yeah, a big part of the okay. city. Um, so in where there, the Cardinals play, like the the football team plays out west. Okay, so in 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 those in West Valley, uh, Avondale, Goodyear, Surprise. There are four, or wait, three startup uh, uh, ride shares. We Ride, Glendale On Board, and uh, Tolson all offer the same thing as Uber and Lyft now. There's three companies in there. In Chandler, uh, there is Chandler Flex, which is the same as Uber and Lyft. Um, And uh, Sun City residents can now try similar programs that use Waymo Autonomous too. But there's four startup rideshare companies in Phoenix that are all operating now. They're not talking about it. They're not getting launched. They're all launched. They're all live. If you live in those areas, please use those. Give them a try. Step away from the giants. Um, because I found that really interesting. I mean, four launched in one city. We see one launch in a city sometimes, and it just struggles and fails. So yeah, this is, they have a, a lot of different things. The thing I like kind of about this, it's it's it reminds me kind of like the metro system because they have these things they call virtual stops. So they have designated drop-off points, but there's a lot of them. So it's not like it's just leaving you in the middle of nowhere. So it Yeah, it's I mean, some of them I was reading that it's got like the it'll drop you off at fixed locations that are like minibus. So you get another micro transportation if it can't take you out of its zone, but nonetheless, it's still, there's still options here now that. I mean, with that combined with the public transportation, like the light rail and the bus system, it, it's actually, uh, it's a pretty comprehensive. It's interesting what this city's becoming. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, this, I, this is what I think everybody needs. This is where every, this is what every city needs. It needs competition. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. Look, everything needs competition or else monopoly monopolizing a territory or a space or whatever is never something that we're like, dude, that's sweet that that place monopolizes that. No, you know? it's, it's always ends up being a problem. Honestly, that's my biggest fear with Lyft right now. If Lyft goes out or gets sold somewhere else, or like, it's only going to be Uber. Like, 
Man. Or like, yeah, we knew what you wanted to say. <laughs> or like just <laughs> runs out of their nine, whatever it is. They're under yeah. a billion now. They're $900 million. So I know it sounds still like a ton of money, you guys. But to be honest, for what Lyft was supposed, Lyft's performance was supposed to be, this is them at the bottom of the barrel with their money. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, you know, and I, and the other thing is, I don't know, personally, I think they may have missed the window to sell it for any reasonable cost. Cause we used to, year, I mean, a long time ago, we used to talk about like the database at least is worth something. You guys don't have buildings, you don't have assets, but the database these days, I don't even, what is a lift database worth? I don't know. Like, I'd you pay see, like a hundred bucks for it. <laughs> Steve, now's the time to get the hoopty rides going. I'm telling you, like now's the time to like step in and get those hoopty rides going. <laughs> Everybody would have to sign an. I am an independent contractor of my. I talked about this with Mike Karubi, and everybody <laughs> would have to sign a. I am an independent contractor. Understand what that means and do this of my own free will, because I would need complete hands off. I would take like a 5% platform fee and that's it just for the put passing it along to you. Cause you could hoopty your hoopty out as much as you want and, <laughs> and do as big a trash rides as you want. The other thing that's funny is like, you could just say uh call for quotes and give like, some, I mean, you can do it in any way you want. So like you call somebody and say, Hey man, you know, we, uh, we pick me up right now. Where are you going here? 30 bucks. Oh, come on, dude. 20 bucks. Come on, dude. <laughs> 17. All right. I'll be there in a minute. Like this would be, you'd have a button. You'd just be in the app. Like, dude, come on, man. You know, <laughs> see if you can, I mean, this would be bartering, you know, hell you could even trade stuff. Like, you know, Trade I guess what? I shouldn't mention. What would you suggest? <laughs> There's a bunch of Texas it's cigarettes. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you'd have some ideas. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. But I did, I really do think that's not just an overlooked story. I think that's a really cool story. Like here in Denver, we don't have even another rideshare small local that does anything. John now has four in Phoenix. And I feel like they're coming up at the same time. Maybe that's a new strategy. Let's all come up and try and dominate this territory and get these people out of here or get Uber and Lyft out of here. We we located Gary. Our locator worked. Now, he he went to get milk because several people said he went to get milk. I hope he got the, the right <laughs> the right brand. Gary, are you the milkman? <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm picturing him with like the old school milkman like uniform with the you know with the with the big truck driving dropping off the milk in the hat smiling. So um, this is this is pretty damn interesting. Um, so, st starting this week, Uber now to do Uber rideshare, not Lyft yet, but in California to do Uber rideshare, you have to be 25 years old. Because the insurance was through the roof oh, for 21 okay. to 25. So now they've like, I know, but here's another bad solution. It's like another duct tape patch. You know what I mean? Like, why Why is that going to help? I mean, I get I'm it. I'm assuming It'll... they did the math and thought, or at least realized that, I guess, anyone under 25 would just have these 
accidents. I mean, that's how insurance is to begin with, right? Like when you're in your early 20s, insurance is extremely expensive because people get they get into wrecks a lot, right? Yeah, but do you want your do you want your 21 do you want your Uber driver to be 21 years old or do you want your Uber driver to be 25? As long as they could do the job. Depends but... if they listen to Spotify or YouTube. <laughs> yeah, because then we know how old they are. Um, but come on, the Uber driver could be 25. Like, this is just, it's silly. I don't it know about silly. you. I guess guys, I'm just saying this is just another move that just kind of shows, like, dude, what again, guys, just go to transparency. Whatever these fixes that don't fix anything. Oh, just get the like, best service really possible. Fixing? Let's not get, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't know, you know. And, but if you I, think about it, are you like, if you, I know I'm a different driver I am today than when I was like 21. <laughs> true, true. Well, so the other thing, know. but you also started driving at what, 16? Not in my state at 17. 17. So you started driving at 17. By 21, you had four years of driving under your belt. It's not like you were a moron. But that's even more reason why it should be 25. <laughs> these, these people don't have four years of driving. People don't get their driver's license because it's late nowadays. Well, I mean, I think, I think if a young life. person decides to make money and be a rideshare driver, I think even when you're young, you realize, okay, this is a job. I can't goof off. I can't, you know, try to drive as fast. Like you, so it, I think it is, um, it has to be some insurance, whatever. Because insurance, they don't even care. As long as they, how old you are, what kind of car you have, they're going to quote you and you know and be a lot of money especially in california i can see why they're like oh right, you know what let's just not even bother 25 and older um but it's kind of silly to be you have to be 25 to drive a you know ride share like, surprised they haven't done it in new jersey since new jersey has one of the highest insurances in the united states it may come right maybe, just maybe, one place. maybe this is the conspiracy part of me is maybe it's just uh like this push to like go Look, we need this generation to like Max. I'm gonna point out, I'm gonna use my son as an example. Like, he's learning to drive right now, but it's like it, uh, he's about okay, he's in his senior year, and here in a, in a week and a half, he turns uh 17. So, if you can do the math, he's on the younger end of being a senior, and it was just by days, but he will be getting his license on that birth date, yet he could have had it at 16 and done his driver's ed from home, which I paid for and he ended up doing, but he put it off forever during the pandemic. It ended up taking about 20 hours online. I was like, do it, dude. He had nothing going on. Yeah, do they like, not no. do that in school anymore? Like I got my permit through, um, Kim, you're pointing <laughs> out our age again. I know. I'm like, do they not do that anymore? <laughs> like, I don't even think John probably had that. Or... No. Whole back was just going out of style. Yeah, no, the, like, yeah, no, wood, no wood shop or any of that. Not... Had a little bit of shop, had a little bit of whole back, yeah. but I did not. Did yeah, that right. Okay. Dude, I'm, not su I'm not surprised. They, I mean, I, I love, I think vocational schools are great. I really do. But I, I'm glad that public schools, like, I don't know how young, like, for Kim and I, I do remember that. Like maybe middle school and stuff. Like you were playing with bandsaws, and like, and there was I only did. one teacher who'd be like at his desk, like reading a comic had, book. Like you always had a missing digit. <laughs> I in middle school I did I had home ec I had woodworking metalworking like I had to go through like a whole bunch of series of classes well, that you actually could build a house. 
Yeah, no. Yeah, see, I like, wasn't. I did. I did that stuff too, Kim. I'm. I'm of that age too. But here's the thing: I didn't do. Um, like, I'm not quite dazed and confused aged. That movie, but however, everybody in the woodworking shop was making pipes. Everybody, everybody in my school was making. Pipes. <laughs> Very useful. <laughs> every time i see dazed and confused i'm remembering because there's the one dude's like dude this isn't gonna work see how it doesn't get the you don't have the the choke on it man you got like that's how these guys were they're like dude this isn't i actually i I mean i'm not gonna go in dazed and confused but i actually in my parents house my mom still has a table that i built into woodworking in my old uh, bedroom she still has uh, uh, a table table i built a table that was a good table. like did you bevel the the yeah. the legs and yeah i it, built a table I, I need to see a picture of this thing i will have my mom take a picture of it and send please it. do not <laughs> that i'm not, not that i'm doubting you in any way i'm actually stoked to see it but it's interesting like it. the wood that is actually like <laughs> glass it's like, long a little tiny, it's like a little tiny table it's like an end table type of thing okay mm-hmm. but it's still yeah it's still an end table and you still did the legs not like you just took f- four two by twos and just nailed them into a, a no. right. <laughs> if, I, if I remember, I will have my mom take a picture of it. Yeah. What is um, this? I'd have a 21. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's I a mean, obviously Pedro. That's so, but I guess that's, that's the thing like, too. Yeah. For, for what about what okay what about a 45 year old what about me dude what about a 51 year old bro yeah i mean <laughs> i think that's the unfortunate part i think when you're in your 20s early 20s and there's an opportunity to make money with rideshare and you can't you have all that energy and you probably don't have much to do and not much responsibilities when you get a little older things start to pop up and you're not able to work 12 hours easy like a 21 or 22 year old so i i still think it's unfortunate because at this point we need multiple incomes just to make it and now as a young guy you know young person you can't you can't do ride sharing in california that's in the t25 that's it's unfortunate yeah i see jonathan k making a comment here about he want he likes his rideshare drivers hot i gotta say there was this one here in denver and this was like 2016 who tried this on halloween i actually knew her because all of us used to converge at uh those that were in denver you might have seen or tried voodoo donuts um but they we used to converge there because they were open super late and whatnot and uh i'm trying to think of uh is it harley quinn the character from batman Uh, yeah batman the girl the girl one though right okay with the bat so she did that. This rideshare driver did that. And she's a bartender too. She did that for a Halloween, but then she started doing it every weekend is like her gimmick. Oh. And I was like, dude, you're like, you're pushing some limits here. Cause I mean, she's, she's a good looking person. I mean, really oh, like she's cosplaying. She's just dressing up. Yeah. Her. But dude, okay. you, I mean, playing with the late, the midnight to three drinking crowd is not. You don't want to entice. Oh, well. yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, she's also tough. She's tougher than a lot of guys I know. So, I mean, it's not like, and she well, does carry the bat like her. So, I mean, she's got the bat too. I mean, does it work? Or does it result in more tips? It must because she kept doing it. It would, like, I know she worked her bartending job, but on Friday and Saturday nights, even if she worked bartending, she still did rideshare. 
And every Friday and Saturday night after a Halloween of doing it, it became like her every time she did it, she was doing yeah. it. She must have had a good time. So I'm my only guess could be, yes, it made her a lot more money because she obviously was like, dude, I'll do this every time. Yeah. Probably get a lot of five keep, stars. Yeah. Yeah. Keep things interesting. Ask questions. It's, you know, because I'm sure driving around can get kind of, uh, you know, boring. So, especially nowadays where nobody actually puts it in the effort. Yeah. I would just be, you know, I guess I would have a little concern. You know, I, I see the safety upside. Wise, I, see the I see the caution in it as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, getting a drunk who, yeah, I know she has the bat, but if she's driving and somebody were to grab her from, I don't know. I'm just thinking about things that could, I guess I, that just always comes up with me. What, what could happen when it comes to gig work? Because I mean, that's what you prepare for. You gotta, like I said, have the bat. You probably have a couple things you don't tell people about. You have some training. Anything can happen, but all you can do is prepare the best you can. So, um, is I needed to ask you this. So, cause I actually, this was weird. I didn't, I didn't notice this until I pulled it up today, but I have been at a conference all week, but, uh, Hey Mac and Rick and Pedro and every, what's up Mac. I still got to send you that. I'm sending Matt, uh, a list. He's going to take care of some of these, uh, trolls. Max, a Max, a good pe Max, good people. Everybody in the chat, if you don't know him, he's awesome. Um, but uh, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, all going down, uh, causing takeout panic across the U.S. This is not uh, California related to the flood. Do you guys know about this? Yeah, it happened no. to me. <laughs> oh, it? Oh, okay, wow. so they all went, but they all went down. I did not have a problem with all of them going down. I had a problem with DoorDash going down in my area on Tuesday night. I actually was going to take a couple of orders, um, probably around like 4 or 30-ish, 5-ish, somewhere around there. And I actually turned it on and I took my very first order. And then as soon as I took it, it disappeared and there was nothing on my screen. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> so then I tried to end the dash. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to get caught up in whatever's going on my door and wouldn't let me end my dash. I actually had to get rid of the app altogether, reinstall the app. It still said I couldn't end my dash. I did it again for the second time. And then it said my order popped back up. Like I was still in the order that I accepted like 20 or 10 minutes later. I'm like, okay, I'm canceling this order. I am. Let me end the dash. I'm like, I'm not dealing with DoorDash tonight. But that I turned like, on that's, Uber Eats. That sounds like a sounds like a a glitch. But yeah, so the popular food delivery apps, Uber Eats, Grubhub, and DoorDash were all reportedly down for a period of time Tuesday afternoon, frustrating workers and customers alike. Service on the company's websites appeared to be restored after a brief outage, uh, but the customers have, uh, may have been charged for the orders that did not go through. My biggest thing is how did all three go down at once? I don't know. Like I said, when I when DoorDash went down for me, I turned on Uber and I got right on. So I don't know... Maybe I was towards the end of it happening. I don't know. I mean, does anybody in the chat, was anybody in the chat working on Tuesday? It was, again, it, it refers to it as a brief time and it's, I don't have the time. It doesn't, 
tell you the time that it was down. It just has yeah. a brief period. Did yeah, all, I was no, just wondering, called... like a uh, gig work mama asking, like, oh, they all using the, they all on the same server? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but ex exactly. <laughs> I mean, well, we have a different they're all using AWS ser servers, yeah. but they're all at different locations because they right. don't share yeah. anything. It wouldn't be the same server, different yeah. company. So unless like whoever owns, like I guess Amazon did something wrong with their server and like oopsie, and it went. But yeah, I don't know. but even that, once well, you ha went... have those servers, you're. As soon as mine went down, I actually went on to Michelle's Facebook group and <coughs> he actually had already posted it on her Facebook group. This is exactly what's happening with DoorDash. So I knew it was like nationwide and not just my area. So if you guys like I believe in, you know, Michelle's Facebook group, um, any other Facebook groups, even Uber Eats, Grubhub, I have them all because you can get like really up to date information as soon as it happens. 100%. And by the way, I'm glad you hit on Michelle because I want to give her a quick plug because for those that sometimes just get a little burnt on the day to day with YouTube, um, take a, if you do take a break, I mean, Pedro suggested it. I've suggested it, Hannibal. I think we've all said if it happens, you need to take a break. I mean, just take a break for a minute. But if you do, um, Michelle's Facebook groups are very, she doesn't let crap go down in them. And she has the two largest Facebook groups uh, for DoorDash. This is for Dashers. Um, but one of them is for beginners. And one of them is a more advanced group. Between the two groups, she's at about 200,000 active users. Um, so, but there's not any crap. There's no bashing, nothing. They're very on top of it. I know Gary's a mod over there too. Um and uh, yeah, I would highly recommend that even if you're not sick of YouTube, if you want some DoorDash information, that's a good that's a good source. Yeah. And she was the one who actually posted it herself. Um, so I knew it was pretty, you know, she wouldn't have posted anything that wasn't accurate or anything that wasn't going on. Well, she's so I think she's got fun. everything set to because of I mean, when you have 100 when you have 200,000 people between two groups and you're trying to. And you're trying to keep the spam and bashing out. That's almost a full-time job just to just to be on that, even with volunteers. So everything that gets posted, pretty much, I think, except for a few people, has to be approved by her. So if she got like 10 in there, she just probably made the post. Because I've seen her say, like, don't I've even seen her make a post saying, We know about this, don't post on it, please. Yeah. Meaning just she doesn't real, want 100 people to get on there and go, Hey, did you hear this? Because, yeah, we did. Yeah. Just right. real quick, just so I can answer this. Oh, sorry. Did I put it up? Um, what's the actual name of the group? The one is called DoorDash Drivers Pro. That's the one I believe Gary is the moderator on. And then her other one is just DoorDash Drivers, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, you'll on both groups tim you'll see uh her name like it'll say doordash drivers pro but i think it says somewhere in there like admin or owner or i think if you go Steve. into like the the um people that are in the group it has her as the um admin so yeah it is I mean, i'm just looking at it right kim now. if you have it up can you put uh the link in uh sure give me one second because that's not because actually we probably just need the doordash drivers pro I don't uh, think see. many people in here are beginners, but I don't really know. I, I mean, about that difference, but I found that I just find that How weird. I, I feel like those three going down at once for a certain amount of time. When I first saw it, I was like, this has got to be California. 
It's the only thing that made sense to me because I knew that DoorDash had halted operations. I knew this, that, and the other, but um, it looks like other people are posting it unless they're posting spam. <laughs> are they doing it? Because I'm like, I have to well, like email it. Cheyenne email. did it and, I, and so did okay. Tim and I trust those two. So I'm guessing. Okay. Like, then we're, uh, we're good. <laughs> Cause I'm like, um, I have to email it and then I have to do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Okay, this is this is interesting. So this, did you see that uh, they finally have this position filled, which I find rather interesting. I didn't even know it was a position DoorDash has, um, but they have hired a restaurant owner's advocate at DoorDash, which kind of goes against everything I know about DoorDash. Like they come in, they're like, hey, you want to be our partners and we'll sell your food? No. All right, well, we're going to do it anyway. Like they have so they're they they smashed their moral compass, put it in the garbage disposal, turned it on, burned the house down. I mean, they, they don't have any morals. So like they're putting this guy in who's uh the chef behind if you're in Philadelphia, maybe you will know these, the chef behind Federal Donuts and other Philly uh um uh, locals uh direct what was the other one that I was looking at? Because he has another uh z- Zahav, Zahav, if anybody, I know there's a couple curry people on. I didn't see if Josh was still in here, but Zahav and Federal Donuts are supposedly very popular places there. He owns them. And now he's uh, he's being onboarded to DoorDash to, to fight on behalf of restaurants who have issue with being on the platform. And he's going to be paid by DoorDash to do this. Well, that's pretty cool. I guess I, I'm trying to, again, it's my brain. I'm just trying to find where's the spin here. Or is he just some retired chef? And they're like, dude, just sit at your house. We'll give you half a million a year. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to listen to like, has he talked about this? Has he explained the situation from any of these? Well, the only thing that I did, the only thing I really liked is that he is, he is a chef. He has started like 11 restaurants in Philadelphia. All of them are still in business. So they're not like, it's not like he's bad. And they've gone out of business. So he, Having been in the restaurant industry so much myself, I can say that chefs who put in 30 years do give a crap a lot about food I wonder quality. What he feels about, I wonder what he feels about ghost kitchens. Well, I wonder what he feels about DoorDash. Yeah. I mean, because this is the kind of thing where I can see it being like, you know, if you guys have ever watched Bar Rescue, clearly, you know, yeah. like John Taffer has the bar, but he always brings a cook and another bartender Okay, yeah. so the the cook that goes back is always like, what the heck? This is how I see him being, going to locations and going, what the heck? Pulling out the thermometer and going, why is this not cooked? Why is yeah. this one cold? What is this? Yeah. I mean, if he really does the job, that's how I would see it. Yeah. Or like you said, you could, you could be cynical and think DoorDash could pay this guy just enough to not care. I mean, they have that kind of money. So if he can, if he takes the job seriously, I think he can help. Because many people who are yeah. running DoorDash never ran a restaurant, never built one, never ran that kind of business. And there's, there's things they're missing with that aspect. So I guess we could be optimistic, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. To be I honest, the old, rescue. Oh, yeah, the old, me, too. Too. <sighs> me too. Me <laughs> too. <laughs> I could I could actually I could work with Taffer. I could do this. I don't know if I would myself. I oh, could I because totally I, I because I could be yeah. the guy because I always get mad as hell at the bar. 
I know all the jobs in the restaurant and bar, but I always get mad as hell at the bartenders because even at the best places, they suck. I would love to be the guy where it's like, he's going to show you guys why you're wrong at everything. I just want to go in and fire everybody. I, I, I can just do that. I'll just go in and clean house in everybody's bar. Bye. But only Taffer gets to do that. I know, but I want to be that person. Bye. <laughs> so so the, I guess to, to talk about, just to finalize this up though, I do look at if it did if it wasn't DoorDash because it's only that name that's preventing me from thinking this guy will do a good job. But I know a lot of chefs, not cooks, chefs like this, and they take food so seriously. I can't see him going. You know what? I've put thirty years in. Now I don't care at all. I, I mean, even if they're paying him a ton of money, I just don't see him sitting back and going, "Ah, screw my career and everything I put into it." Right, you know, because yeah. chefs love their work. They love their work. They they're passionate people. Yeah, I mean, when they you know, and they're very like, again, not cooks, chefs, and I guess I'm not demeaning cooks, but I'm talking about chefs. I mean, they really care. Is it exact? Is it? And I can't see that every single thing he sees with Tordes, she's gonna be like wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I would literally think his first report would be like, I didn't see one thing you did right in a week. Maybe we can get John Taft to come on the show. <laughs> DoorDash rescue. <laughs> Why? <laughs> just how about DoorDash Titanic? Just let it go. <laughs> let some other little companies and mom and pops that went out of business, step it back up. Let some little companies start doing delivery, you know, let yeah. rideshare companies like in John's Phoenix area, let four rideshare companies pop out of nowhere and go, we got this. Cause even if Uber and Lyft are pissed or if they're like, we don't care, they care. They care a lot. <laughs> Cause this is giving more and more people ideas. If there's four that popped up in Phoenix, I guarantee that I can't say which markets, but don't be shocked if you see some ride shares pop back up now. Because I think people are seeing that Lyft is falling. Uber's value is falling too. I know Uber had their first profitable quarter, but they also sold off the autonomous division during that quarter. So really there's a term I don't have it in front of me, but it wasn't profits based on business. It was more of a sell-off profit of a, of a junk department that never worked yeah so i don't know um but did i have a, a last thing oh and then i have a last i have a last article unless anybody else had anything they wanted to share that uh instacart is gonna ipo next week that should be interesting good luck next let's week. see how that goes so next so honestly so what was it Tw 22 months ago uh, $39 billion in February of, uh, 2022, uh, it was $25 billion in April of 2023. It was $13 billion. And now they don't, they're not giving an exact number, but I, 
you know, it took some digging, but there's a zone. They now say they're they now have their value at five to eight billion. Wow. My question becomes like, I really hope that number's right because every gig app we've ever seen IPO tanks immediately the first day. Lyft, DoorDash. Everybody remember DoorDash can be up to five hundred dollars a share. Yeah, right. Come on, guys. And then Uber launched it, whatever, in the 70s or six high 60s and lost, you know, it was like at 40 at end of first day trading. Lyft lost half of their value on the first day of trading. They, on the NASDAQ, they, they came out at 78 and I think they closed at like 37 that day. Well, I guess we'll All have in a lot. one day's trading. I guess we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Well, I'm just... I mean, I think they're going for, I think it's, I really think it's about Snap now and EBT and whatever yeah. the caper card is. I'm going to yeah. just make my own caper card and my own igloo ice. robots. Yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to make some igloo robots and things. And, you know, I was watching a little bit of Show Me the Money Club. I saw they had the, uh, yeah, um, I, sh- I saw they had the robotics guy on. So I liked it listening is. to him, but at the same time, I, you know, and he's talking about they're pretty. Like I'm like, dude, I've seen them get knocked over. They can't even get themselves up. You know, like this is these are not like again. I would say like I've seen other autonomous things that like if it falls over, you just have like two or three spots where a bar can come out and push it back up. So well, how are they spending twenty some odd thousand dollars on each igloo cooler with four stroller wheels and a lidar? <laughs> and we know they don't lock because you're supposed to have to type in a code but every homeless person just rides them or rips them open well to go with your hoopty ride you can do a hoopty robot hoopty rides can have food delivery <laughs> with a rope tied to an igloo cooler that's <laughs> behind the Um, I gotta, I gotta hit this before we close this out, though. But uh, Rick, are you asking what bar rescue is? Jesus, man! Like, if uh, I had never seen one, I would go watch all of them right now. <laughs> I could literally binge watch it for like days straight. Mm. I binge watch it, and I've seen them all. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the rarest. I mean, like, I don't do that with anything. I've, I binge no. watch bar rescue still. Like, if I see it, I'm like, sweet. And it's very rare. I'm like, I haven't seen this one. Very rare. They marathon it a lot on the Paramount channel. A lot. Like you can I was going to say, Paramount I feel Paramount like Paramount channel like... is Bar Rescue channel. Yeah. That's probably the only reason <laughs> they even have that. Because I don't think anything else I know that's on the Paramount. Oh, Paramount has a lot. Do If you yeah. get Paramount Plus, I think it's only like $4.99 a month. They have tons of stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. Do yeah, this is... Gigwise is right on this. There's there was one in Atlanta too. He you know he does an amazing job at what he does. And I know oddly, you guys, if you don't know, I know you know this about me. Thirty years in the bar industry, Tim Gigwise, thirty years in the bar industry. Wow. I'm gonna be having him on the podcast too because I want to do some comparisons to the service industry. We both spent the same amount of years in that industry. But he's saying that one of the you know the Taffer had three in St. Louis. Only one craft is still open. Um, in Atlanta, one that he opened closed. So I don't know that his brand of like, this is a Taffer bar is helping. Um, but I don't care. 
when he I mean, talks, some, some, he knows how to run can, a bar because I've some ran bars can, yeah, cause Some bars can't be saved. Some can't be saved. Some yeah. are too far gone. Some change after whatever he decides to change. They change, they change it, it right back. So it 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 it, it, it you know sometimes he can't you can't save all of them, but I think his uh record is better than like the other we call like you know Kitchen Nightmares. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that with Gordon Ramsay or like yeah. Kitchen Impossible. They get all those get close. I mean, they, they'll dump a lot of money and make it seem like it looks nice. But I think Bar Rescue John Taffer, I think his, his record is pretty decent with the bars he rescues. Is, I gotta ask, is Candy a stripper? <laughs> it, just, it just sounds like it pays. No, but <laughs> aside from Candy, but all jokes to the side, if, if you guys ever, I think it's like $4.99 a month for Paramount Plus, and they have like, new movies they have shows like it, it actually is a yeah. really good Fun thing not- to actually have i enjoyed my paramount plus mm. yeah 599 is not that bad actually no see i don't i don't know if you guys do conventional cable i do, we don't anymore we've switched from a few things we kind of i think these days were with sling so like you know if it if something isn't included i can a la carte it add it just the one channel yeah it's like how like youtube cool. Plus, or no, YouTube TV. Yeah, that's what I've done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, wait. Candy or candle? Probably candle. She was, she sister. was on the show. I worked with her at another place. Oh, she was on the Taffer, or she was on Taffer show. Okay. <laughs> and of course, Holly's sister's name, Candy, is spelled with a K. <laughs> I'm sorry, Holly. I just. <laughs> now I got to ask, Holly, because you'll re- appreciate this. Is she a stripper? <laughs> Steve. You had to do it. To do it. <laughs> I mean, Candy with a K? Come on. <laughs> I don't oh, wait, Holly, you have Paramount Plus, but you've never seen Bar Rescue. How can Did you Holly have say Paramount she's Plus? never seen it? Yes. Oh, Rick said what was it? I didn't see Holly said that she hadn't seen it. I thought she said it up top. Oh, I've never seen an episode. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, Holly, you need to go binge watch it as soon as you get done. Yeah, Holly, what the heck, dude? I mean, even just to watch, because I mean. I, I, why even tell you anything about the show? Just pick one and go watch it. She was not a stripper. Is she one now? Steve. <laughs> was not until like yesterday. <laughs> but was a oh, she was a professional dancer though. <laughs> professional, not a stripper. <laughs> Stripping is but a I was close. I mean, I would agree. <laughs> Yeah, stripping is a profession. It Dancing. is a profession. Yeah, it's the oldest profession, right? No, it is one older. Is no. that what they call it? I mean, I think that's no, what they call it. Though. It's another one that's older. There's already something else. What is related, but that's not. Think about it. Hooking. Isn't that the same as stripping? No, <laughs> I don't. It's a I don't big think difference. So. Well, I don't know, dude. <laughs> There's some right, strong right, Next week we'll, we'll break we'll, we'll break down the two uh, gig uh, gig work. I understand uh, the difference, activities. but in this town, <laughs> you could pay extra <laughs> money to go into rooms and stuff. I, I thought that was everywhere in the country, so I don't know. 
Uh, I'm not a strip club guy. In fact, bachelor parties and stuff, just disgusting. I just don't even want to touch stuff in there. I'm always like, you know, it's so dark that you're like, oh, like, dude, I know there's like stuff everywhere. Oh, that's actually um, cool. Look at Holly's. Hold on. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was pretty. That's pretty cool. My ex, here's my ex-wife, her grand, her grandmother on on her dad's side was a rockette. That's awesome. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Which I always thought was I've really been to, funny. I've never been to that show. I need to go to one of those. Oh, I don't even know. Do they still do it? I think so. Yeah. It's like one of those New York touristy things that people from New York don't go to, but I need to check that out. Mm. Oh, see, Tim bartended at a strip club when he was 23. Jesus. Okay, Tim, we're going to have a serious talk on the audio podcast, especially after podcast movement this last week. I learned a lot of uh, cool stuff, a lot of ways to bring some things in. So, Oh, that's cool. Okay, am I going to date myself when I say I actually like Barry Manilow? <laughs> no, you're just going to tell us a lot about you. <laughs> 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 so kim plays elevator music while she works now, are you kidding me like if you actually listen to my spotify play mix like it goes anywhere from like hip-hop to rap and then like all of a sudden like frank sinatra will come on or like barry manilow will come on like i have such an eclectic mix of music i listen to everything and everything i, I love that kim i think kim can appreciate this being from new jersey but and Hannibal being from New York, uh, just the other yeah. day, my Spotify playlist went from Mob Deep to Bon Jovi. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I I have to have Bon Jovi. See, that's why you can't, you can't leave on Spotify. Oh, it knows you too well. But it, but it skipped, did it. But it skipped over the boss. They don't really think he's the boss in New Jersey, do they? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, they actually just announced that he's gonna like be doing it like a two day concert here in New Jersey, and it's, I think I feel like it's already sold out. And... I would think he, I, I honestly haven't done a lot of shows with people that are huge like Elton John and stuff. I would think that, I would think Bruce Springsteen could go to one of your bigger arenas and oh, sell out twenty easily. shows in a row. E e easily him and bon jovi in new jersey can probably do like a whole month tour here and would be sold out every single night and make like a bazillion dollars and i'm talking and i'm not talking about at concert venues i'm talking about like where basketball teams and stuff play like those kind of venues yes yeah so um clearly he doesn't because i know that i do know that the i do know the boss likes to go drinking and driving with obama (laughs) You guys didn't know that you can look it up. I mean, uh, you're like, oh, you got this covered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're friends. I just know that they yeah. do some drinking and driving together. You can go find well, it Bruce Springsteen and Bon Jovi are good friends too. I mean, it's, it's a do they drink thing. and drive? I don't think that they drink and drive, but no. <laughs> but they've been known to be spotted a lot together in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, Kim, money hungry just happened yesterday. Uh, you're going on vacation. I am. I'm very excited. So there Kim's, is a place. Kim's becoming one of the most uh, missing people on the panel. 
Oh, shush, I am not. <laughs> girl, hey, you feel like no, but what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Because I, I know you're excited about it. I am. You know, I, we're going to, um, well, in the bottom of New Jersey, there's, it's called like Cape May and right next to it is Wildwood. And it's like a resort type of place in New Jersey, but it's one of the oldest shore towns. Um, George Washington stay there. Like that's how old it is, but it's, it's really cool just to go down and relax. So we're going to spend a couple of days down the shore before my daughter goes nice. back to school after Labor Day. So. But how much time it. are you Have taking off? Um, just like midweek. It's literally like Monday through Friday type of thing. Okay. Nice. So that's a lot for you. That's a ton. Like you are going to be. Yeah. I feel I like you get been... by on like one hour of sleep a night. You with like 10 yeah. hours of sleep on a vacation. Can you imagine? I, I, no. I, I granted that's not going to happen. <laughs> like that's not going to happen anyway. Like my daughter is like clockwork six o'clock every morning. She, my, her bedroom's upstairs. Ours is downstairs. And like, I feel like that tap, 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 mommy, mommy. I feel like that episode. What was it? The family guy where she's like, mom, mommy, <laughs> ma, ma, ma. Ma. like ma. I, I feel like that's like, just, well, just, like just have a wrap. Just have, just have five wrapped gifts that are like five bucks each and just say any morning you let me sleep till 11, you get one of these. Yeah, that's totally not going to happen. But I mean, it's vacation. It's you don't take a lot of briberies in the picture. It's fine. Yeah. So it's just going to be good. It, it's going to be a little, it's going to be a good getaway. I think it's going to, you know, I can't honestly. Any, any I, getaway is a good getaway, but you of yeah. all people need one. You've needed one for a while. I mean, I know you came here, but that we all felt burnt when you left. So, I mean, like that was just constant moving. It was great, but I didn't feel rested. By the end of that weekend, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like it was a continue, like, because I think we were, we were still working just because we were in Denver. It doesn't mean like I was still videoing. I was still, you know, going live. Like we, we were still networking. Like I, we were still like constantly working and, you know, you get to meet people that you didn't meet. So it was a whole like social network the whole weekend. So it was amazing time, but it wasn't the most relaxing time either. <laughs> So Hannibal, I know you interviewed uh Captain Bud Soda. Yeah, I interviewed uh you know gig gig work celebrity Bud Soda uh, a couple of days ago talking about how he was able to get back on DoorDash. So you can check out my channel and talk about that. That was actually a pretty good conversation. Bud Soda set set aside time for me. He, you know, yeah. I think one person put in the comments like he did not take an order. Then like, no, I, I did say, hey, hey, Bud, Bud Soda, we're only gonna do like 25 minutes to a half an hour. You know, so I didn't want to bother him with an hour conversation. I know he was working, uh, so mm -hmm. that was a pretty good uh, conversation. And also the uh, the food fetch app that he is helped uh, bringing in onboarding some drivers in upstate New York area. So if you are in the upstate New York area and you're looking for another food app, um, check out Bud Soda's uh, channel. He probably has his email address. Hit him up if he's looking for drivers um, in upstate New York area to do food delivery. I think the base, I think the base is four or five dollars for every order. I think it's four dollars. Which is a big difference between that and uh, you know, two dollars on DoorDash, and um, I think it's only fifteen percent they're taking from the merchants. Uh, so it's pretty, you know. I think local, I think a lot of local apps are probably a good idea to check out. Um, they may be a better situation rather than trying to, you know, always deal with the same apps that we talk about. Um, and then uh, next week I will have a video out with um, 
I'm this is like a first ride share conversation with a creator named uh, Money Talk with Tristan Thomas. I'm not you guys may not be familiar with him. He does ride share content with Lyft actually. And the reason why I want to talk to him is uh another YouTuber kind of gave him like like kind of a dare because I guess he had, he said, "Hey, you're not going to make about $3,000 in a week." And this other YouTuber was like, "Is impossible. You're lying. You're making it up. It's not happening." And and then Tristan said, "I'll be back here on Monday. Or at least I'll I'll show you on Monday." And he 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 got close to it. He twenty seven hundred dollars on Lyft. So I, uh, where is it? Where what market? I have to. I'm not sure. Uh, but we'll talk. You know, have him okay. on. Well, you know, same kind of similar situation with a Bud Soda. About you know twenty five minutes to half an hour. Um, he he definitely said it's not something he could do every week. It's like he he's like if I have to get it done. I think he, you know, I'll get, you know, I'll do it, but it's not something that he's doing every single week. But to make that kind of money with rideshare, it seems like there's some small pockets of the country where Lyft it is happening, yeah. or at least Lyft, or even with yeah. with Uber, where you'll see this crazy payouts. It's not, it's not everywhere, obviously, but there's some rideshare seems to have that kind of uh, high level of uh, income coming in. So we have that conversation. Uh, that should be a good time as well. Well, because I think it's because rideshare, I mean, like everything, it's supply and demand. And a lot of cities, like when the pandemic hit, I mean, look, the food apps had no demand. (laughs) And then in one day they went to all demand. Then then rideshare went to nothing. Rideshare's had a very slow comeback, but I feel like people are just now full back. Like, okay, I'm ready for rideshare. And they maybe, I know that we always talk about oversaturation, but I feel like like you're saying, in some markets, I feel like you can still do pretty well with rideshare. Yeah, with enough enough bonuses and the right time and some strategy and just being out there. Because I know he's, you know, to get that amount of money, he was doing, you know, 14 hour, like crazy hour, amount of days or hours to get that kind of money. So I would like to talk to him about because, you know, I don't usually talk about a lot of rideshare on the channel. So it should be a good conversation. Awesome. Um so watch for that too. And I last week I was a complete jackass. So John, I'm not forgetting you. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, you're fine. No, no. <laughs> last week Hannibal's like, what? <laughs> like peace. So like and John, I'm like, oh. <laughs> what you, but what do you got going on, John? Uh, more Walmart Spark. A uh, couple things. I mean, there's a there's a video that Kim put out recently about what Walmart's. A big thing that happened with uh, some drivers. Uh, I'll be covering similar angle to that topic, as well as some other topics in the video I'm working on. Uh, also, Walmart Spark got the three orders uh, batches coming out recently, so I got the first one today. So working on some content for that as well, and uh, yeah, that's uh, Walmart sparking it up. I can't remember where I saw somebody else talking about Walmart Spark, but they were in Phoenix too. And it wasn't Uber, Lyft, Phoenix. If he does spark, that wasn't him. But it was somebody in Phoenix was talking about it. And they were saying like, well, I still do decent. And I might have spoken out of turn because I commented on it and said, you know, Dash Theory's in Phoenix too. I, I I said, I know Walmart's taking a hit, but I believe he still does pretty well too. So you guys must still live in a pretty decent Walmart. I mean, there's market. a lot of, so there's, yeah, like, so... I would say just because of the size of the city and how many Walmarts there are, um, there's some that are better than others. I'll put it that way. And you got to do, uh, that's another video I'm working on too uh, as well. So, but I mean, we're seeing a lot of people who are, who were, you know, who were loving the Walmart train for a while. 
and now aren't going, Hey, I think it's slowing down. They're saying, dude, where is every, where are all the orders? I'm not making anything. Like it's gone. It seems like it's taking a hard crash in a lot of markets. It's, it's an issue. It's an issue. Yeah. It's an issue. Exactly. Yeah, already Kim made a great video. Watch it about recently about spark and specifically about that issue. Uh, like that I'll be covering it in addition to other topics, but uh, yeah. Check out Kim's video on it. Yeah. Um, so Kim, I mean, before we get out, like your Walmart spark today compared to. Oh, it's completely ago. changed. I, I mean, granted, I stepped away from Walmart spark. I still do it maybe once, twice a week. If something like pops up, I'm like, okay, I'll go to a Walmart. My issue with Walmart, it's 10 miles from my house. So like I have, if I'm going to do Walmart spark, like I have to be like, okay, today I am doing walmart spark because i'm not going to waste 10 miles there 10 miles back to like where i normally work so that's the tricky part with me with walmart spark and i have three in my area and that's the closest one the other ones are 25 miles away from me so it's a little tricky doing spark in my area which is why i went kind of back to food delivery but like I said, I'm still doing it maybe once, twice a week. If I turn it on and I see an order, I'm like, oh, okay, that's worth me going over. I'll do it. So, you know, to say I know exactly, you know, my market is still, I mean, I got a $40 order, I think a week or so ago, and it was only, you know, two grocery pickups. So it's still halfway decent. It's just a matter of knowing it, but I understand like the article and the frustration of the drivers because there are times that you can just sit around and watch other people just go in and out and go in and out and have two different phones. And like, there's definitely an issue that I think Walmart needs to address that a lot of drivers, especially if you do it full time, are they're like, they're feeling it. And I think that was my biggest thing. Like I'm not a full-time spark driver. So I feel like I don't feel it as bad versus someone who has been doing this 30, 40 hours a week, they are really feeling what's going on with Walmart right now. Yeah, I think the one thing I'll add to that is just like Kim Market, like Kim mentioned, three within, you know, 25 miles. As far as me, I have four within less than eight. Yeah. See, when she said 10, I was thinking that's not that far, but I'm used to doing curry ones where everything's... Kim has, uh, Kim has one week to do a curry. Oh, no, she won't be here next week. If two weeks to curry. Do I really? I'm. Uh, I'll be honest. Alice emailed. I'll. I'll talk to you off of offline. But I actually have a little bit of a curry issue with my market that I didn't realize I was going to have. Hmm. Is it toll related? Yeah. Yeah. I figured. Actually, you and I might have even discussed it a little. Yeah. Um. But. To those of you that are still looking into curry or do it or whatnot, tolls are paid. Kim lives in a very weird area where they're still trying to structure out. Literally tolls, every but... order, in every, a lot, almost every order has been to Brooklyn, <laughs> to New York City. <laughs> like literally it's from New Jersey going over the bridge to Manhattan or to Hannibal's area. Like it's literally, and the pickups are like 7.30 in the morning. If I pick up at 7.30 in the morning and try to get into any of the bridges during that time, Nope, not going to happen. But what about after you do one or two and then you see one come through that's going to be a 7 a.m. scheduled for $350? You won't do, you wouldn't drive to Brooklyn for $350? Bucks? 
If it was 350, maybe, but they're not. But, that well, high. I mean, you're not seeing that yet because you have a date. <laughs> I mean, Tony just started taking orders this week. He finally started getting a couple here in my market. He doesn't see even half the orders I do. We were even sitting side by side. And I was like, what about this one? He's like, I don't have that one. Yeah. So, like, like yeah, I said, I mean, we can just talk about... afterwards about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, yeah. But yeah, I, I get it too at the same time. But uh, yeah, guys, um, that's it. About uh, ho hopefully, Gary will be. Uh, hopefully, Gary will be moved and have a house with Donna, and be living a happy life in Florida by next week, and we'll have him back. <laughs> Until then, uh, I guess we will see you guys uh, next week. Thirteen minutes of news drops on Saturday. It's been growing so you guys share it out tell people whatever um, that seems to be something i've now moved it to all the platforms too it's on tiktok it's on uh instagram reels and facebook's like the one thing i put on everything so if you see it share it watch it comment um and that's uh that's it you guys so see you back here next week and uh, until then be safe earn smart and uh take it easy <laughs>